If you're a fan of Game of Thrones and you want to see Peter Baelish, aka Littlefinger, dancing and singing along to a catchy tune, we have a movie for you today. That's misleading. We are Down the Hall Podcast. Uh, welcome in. Glad you're joining us. Today we are talking about the movie Sing Street, which is a Netflix find. Um, and Rodney, what topic are we are we discussing today? Today we're going to talk about um, favorite musicals. Because that is what Sing Street is. And, you know, we, we pride ourselves in being able to recommend good movies for you, hopefully. Um, but we also want you to know we watch a lot more movies than what we do episodes on. So there's occasionally going to be ones where we say, hey, avoid the crap out of that. Yeah. Uh, so what are we avoiding today? We're avoiding drinking buddies. Like in general or... Yeah, like I've avoided that generally. I, I went to I went to dinner by myself, so this is uh, also the movie Drinking Buddies. So Got we're it. avoiding Drinking Buddies in the movie Drinking Buddies. We'll get to that later in the episode. But first, Rodney's going to tell us why we're here. So we're here, Chet, as you uh, are aware, I hope, uh, because people spend 115 hours just searching for movies to watch uh, a year. So if I were to give you 115 hours back in your life, what would you do? What I'm doing is I'm going to take that time and go to the New York City Indie Film Festival because Bad Frank is playing. Now, Bad Frank is a movie that stars a friend of the podcast, Kevin Interdonato, who joined us uh, many weeks ago for an episode. Um, And he's going to be in town in New York City for the Film Fest, and I will be going there. So if you are in the New York area, you want to come check out Bad Frank. It's the only one of the only places it's going to be showing in the United States for a while until uh, until it gets fully released. Um, you can buy tickets; they're only like sixteen bucks. So if you're in the area, you want to go with like a unique thing to do. You go to nycindieff.com, New York City Indie Film Fest.com. Let us know you're going to be there, and, and we'll make sure we'll say hi. Chet, if I were to tell you that just a few months ago, before we started this that you would be able to go to an indie movie fest where you would also know the actor uh, and have interviewed the actor. What, what would you have said? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It, 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 it's quite a creative date night for, uh, for me and the girlfriend. It makes me look really great. Uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, an, like, it makes you seem like annoyingly, like, it's just like, no, like you, like somehow now all of a sudden you feel like you're in the business and you know what I mean? It's Not like, at all. I'm, I'm very appreciative that we get to go do this, but truly if, if anyone out there is in the New York area, come out and, and go to it. It's going to be a fun night. I'm going to be there still Saturday. Treat him like a celebrity hey, hey, if hey. you see him. I'm going to be there Saturday, May 6th. Uh, so that's the day that Bad Frank is playing. Um, so yeah, come join us. So speaking of Bad Frank, Chet, uh, in addition to you getting uh, this cool invite to an indie movie festival, which I'm sure you can't wait to to, to take part in. You got the invite too, man. Um, I know. I won't be able to make it. Um, we actually got a sneak preview of the movie as well, which was a pretty cool experience for me to feel like we, we got a sneak screening of a movie that... Many people have not had the opportunity to watch. It was a pretty unique feeling to go to imdb.com and try to rate the movie and not be able to because it doesn't think the movie came out yet. Yeah, I think this is the first opportunity that or the first chance that you could tell me like, okay, see, now my paper, my paper rating system trumps IMDb in one case. There's always your one case. There's always place for paper. Um, So, yeah, we we got a chance to see the movie and um, 
Chet, it was really good. Yeah. I think I think the we we watched it on on my laptop. We um so it was a probably a smaller screen experience than, than we're used to, but it did not feel like a small screen experience. It was a great movie. There was nothing about it uh, would indicate that it was filmed on a budget like most independent films are. It was no, I mean, it, it didn't was have great. that feel at all. Yeah, you know, I think I went in probably maybe thinking that like I probably went in with not skepticism, just like thinking that it was an indie film, you know, and um it's i don't know it does not come across that way if it's an indie film it's an indie film in the same way that the spectacular now or like other movies that i've seen and loved you know and maybe are indie and like the way that they're filmed but it's uh it's fantastic anyway reason we're spending any time talking about this is that you know for people who have listened to the show from early stages we had kevin on like we said one of the earlier episodes so it's something a movie that we've tracked since then and uh we actually this summer will have the opportunity to have uh director tony germanario on on the podcast so we're looking forward to that too excellent well i don't know how you get a podcast but you should look into it yes of course it's down the hall i'm psyched and here we go all right chet so let's let's hop right into to sing street shall we absolutely shall we um so sing street was a movie that came out in 2006 uh 2006 2016 (laughs) sing street was a movie that came out in 2016 so just last year um it's a comedy musical drama uh it's it's about an hour and 46 minutes long uh pg-13 you can find it on netflix amazon prime so this is you know right up the alley it's very accessible to everyone uh, the cast is uh, Ferdia Walsh Pilo, Kelly Thornton, Jack Rayner, and then the director is John Carney, who also did the movie Once, which uh, you know has the very famous song Falling Slowly, which I still listen to all the time on my fall asleep uh, playlist. Uh, and the movie Begin Again, which starred Mark Ruffalo and Keira Knightley. So two other movies that are very musically influenced. Um, but Chet, what does the movie feel like? Yeah, as you're listing the cast, it's easy for me and, and maybe the listener to not recognize most of those yeah. names. It's because it, it introduces a few uh, younger actors because it's a movie, um, it's a it's a coming-of-age film, so it's set in, in high school. The main character is in a all-boys school in Ireland in the 1980s, and so it's kind of, his family's kind of down on their luck financially, and he's now in this new school, doesn't know anybody. Um, and one of his first days there, he sees across the street, this, this girl that he likes immediately. And, uh, when he walks up to her, he's trying to impress her and he asks her if she'd be willing to star in his band's music video. Now at this point, he does not have a band. And so he's surprised when she says yes. So then he now goes to the one friend he's made and says, we need to make a band right now. Uh, so that's basically the gist of it. You have this this really funny kind of unique story where this kid is just trying to impress a girl and now has to construct a band and actually put music together with, you know, people he doesn't otherwise know uh, to impress the girl, to get the girl. And so because it's set in the 80s, you have music from bands like Duran Duran and The Cure. Um, and he's swinging above like above his batting average, oh, yeah, if you will, right? Sure. Like this is not a girl. Yeah. So that's, that's part of it. She's like dating an older guy who, you know, drives and has yeah. facial hair, which for yeah, any what, high school boys, What do you know about batting, like uh, of dating someone out of your league? What do you, what do you know about that? I think you know that I know a lot about that. <laughs> I think you know that that's my life. So, um, 
so it, it's 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 a comedy because you know from start to finish it's uh, doesn't take itself too seriously and there's a lot of funny characters in it, especially uh, some of the friends he makes. Um, but also the the entire thing is very musical because there's original music for the movie as well. Really as, great music, too. yeah, definitely. Uh, you can find the, the playlist on Spotify. They also do covers of uh, of eighties bands. So um, yeah, great great movie, great great concept for the story. Um, and, uh, the way it's delivered is, is really charming. Yeah. And, uh, I think, I think probably flew under the radar last year, uh, you know, but that tends to happen with foreign films. Yeah. Um, but a lot of fun. Yeah. I think, you know, if I were to chime in with reasons that I would highly recommend it is, um, you know, I think it'd be easy to miss. I think if you see it, uh, just graphically, I think it probably doesn't jump out necessarily. Um, you know, it's this kind of, (laughs) uh, British or, or Irish, you know, movie where you're sitting there looking. If you were to watch a trailer, it'd probably be like, oh, maybe later. But it's really worth your time. There, like, like Chet, like you mentioned, it's kind of this really great kind of romance, like young romance story, you know, where he's trying to win the girl. Which I think, you know, people have seen those movies, but it's done really well. Um, but it also has, I think, phenomenal characters and like other like explore relationships, like uh, his relationship. So this kid who's going through school has like, you know, kind of a uh, pothead dropout older brother who to me I think steals the show best character I think he he's just by far my favorite character one of my like just in like recent in terms of recent movies like one of my one of the favorite characters I've seen recently because he's kind of this Jack Rayner plays the older brother and I agree he's yeah. the best character in the movie you know he like kind of steals the show in terms of like he's surprisingly this really great like support and mentor and uh you know, teaches his his younger brother a lot of things uh, in a way that um, I don't know. Just come across. It just makes him this really lovable guy who he's kind of this rebellious person who really has never lived out probably a lot of the things that he stands for or believes in. You yeah. Know, but then through his through his brother, he's able to kind of like raise him maybe in in the actions and courage the way that he kind of presents himself. So it's uh, cool. Like really, really love that relationship. Yeah, and the main character is, starts out the movie very unsure of himself, and you know he gets his his passion and love for music from the older brother. Right. And, you know, it's kind of like every time he's deciding what to do next, the older brother's coaching him along, and kind of the theme is, hey, like go go after something, like right. actually live your life and go out and do something. Right. Whereas the older brother had kind of settled back into, and that's like the older brother's message to his younger brother, and he's like never left the house, right? You know, so it's kind of this like he's this rebellious guy who like you know has these super strong beliefs, but at the same time he's never gone anywhere, never done anything, and he raises almost his brother to do and be that person in this really strong way. Absolutely, and as we mentioned, Peter Baelish, Littlefinger from from Game of Thrones, yeah. Uh, is the father? And, yeah, uh, he's not in it for no, very long. He doesn't have a big, but, <laughs> but the the best scene with him in it is actually when the main character is kind of having this like daydream about putting on this great concert, you know, this great show. And uh, in the daydream, everyone at the show knows how to do this choreographed dance to his music, and uh, <laughs> one of the people dancing is is the guy who plays Peter Baelish. So that alone is worth it if you're a Game of Thrones fan. That I I guess is true. Is that a spoiler? The fact that it's a it's a daydream. Anytime you talk Game of Thrones, you're 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 like dangerously talking spoilers just in general. I meant about Sing Street. But... I knew what you meant. Hate, 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 double hate, loathe entirely. I like you a lot.
So that's uh, I think enough about what we think. Why don't we uh, let's let's talk about what professionals believe, Chet? Um, IMDb. So uh, the collective rating is an eight point oh, and the Rotten Tomato score is ninety six percent. So a very high Rotten Tomato score. Yeah, I think that's a pretty high IMDb score too. I don't. Think oh, so actually, it's a really really high. You IMDb don't see many score. eights and above. On Absolutely IMDb. not. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how many numbers of votes. It's probably less votes than. You know, some of those movies, but it's still it's an extremely high score. Yeah, it's more impressive to me. The 96 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, that seems more of a fixed number. It's, yeah, that's super impressive. But, uh, but one of my favorite parts, Chet, why don't you tell us the uh, best and worst reviews? Let's start with the worst one. Always. That's funnier. And we can always end on a positive note. Uh, Rodney, our friends from Slant Magazine. Okay. Did um, they do a negative one in the past? You know, I feel like they've made appearances a few times, maybe yeah. negatively and positively. Slant. They yeah. keep popping up. Um, so it says, this is the worst review. Now, granted, um, none of the reviews were, were over, overly bad. Um, okay. Which is fair. Like there weren't should, many they shouldn't be. terrible things to say about this movie. I think that this is more of a, of a review uh, against John Carney, the director. Okay. Um, so it's it kind of. So you'll see. So it says, uh, Slant Magazine says, all traces of grit from John Carney's earlier films have been scrubbed away in favor of relentlessly crowd-pleasing slickness. Slickness. So I think just, I don't know if they're saying that's just a, as an observable fact that mm-hmm. he's changed his tone in his movie. I'm not familiar with the two movies you mentioned that he had done. I've seen, uh, I have not seen once, which is really the the music from that movie uh i've gravitated towards a lot i definitely want to see i know that they have like a live version of the play um i feel like that one is the most heartbreaking of them begin again i thought was a pretty flat movie so to be honest like this one is far better to me than begin again which was i think his second movie um but i don't know i mean this one is i guess a pretty feel-good movie wouldn't you agree it's a pretty feel-good movie throughout For sure. So I think it's, I guess it's fair to say that it's pretty crowd pleasing, but I think it's unfair to, you know, and this is where I always get annoyed with people. It's like, well, it's unfair to then talk about what you thought about his other movies and then say like, oh, you know, like when people call someone a sellout or something, you know, it's like, yeah, no, like it's just different. He's not obligated to make movies the same way he's always made movies. Yeah, I no, I, I agree with you. Um, that's why I'm saying there wasn't much negatively said about the movie. I think it was just maybe this guy's attempt to uh, take a look at John Carney's work. But the best review came from Entertainment Weekly. Um, I like this comparison. It's like it's a lost John Hughes movie. It's also sadly exactly the kind of sweet little film that too often gets buried in a box office ruled by broader comedies and bloated superhero epics. I think that's a fair assessment. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, it's it's you not- and Darren are all about those superhero epics. I'm I'm the one championing <laughs> the little guy here. Yeah, this movie is one that could easily get overlooked, and it shouldn't be because it's it's really great. I mean, that Rotten Tomato score of ninety six percent shouldn't be ignored at all. So, Rodney, how did you feel about the fact that this was a musical and you typically don't trend towards those? Um, well, see, this I I would distinguish that I think we had this conversation about is it a musical or not and you set me straight, but to me there is a distinction from movies that replace like regular dialogue with like singing dialogue that I have a harder time with. I have a harder time with watching a movie that is like it stops becoming a movie because now it's like, oh, I'm watching you guys have a conversation through sing song, you know? Yeah. And those are the ones that are, unless it's done really well, um, are harder for me. So this movie, 
uh, my IMDb score for it was an eight. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. And in terms of, you know, it as a musical, I'm perfectly content with movies that feature a lot of music. Um, I just have a harder time with the ones that I then have to kind of like stop what I'm doing and pay, you know, like just replace dialogue with, with exactly music. like to yeah. me, that's a thing. It stops being like a movie, you know, it's a different thing altogether. Yeah. I gave it an eight as well. Actually, I think it's worth saying that the first time I watched it, I didn't quite know what to think of it. I think because I had heard so many good things about it. I don't know if I had built up expectations, mm-hmm. but it's definitely unique enough where it doesn't feel like, even though it's a coming of age movie. And I understand that the, uh, the comparison to it being John Hughes, like a John Hughes movie. Um, I, it still didn't feel like I never felt like comfortably able to say, Oh, this reminds me of this or that. Yeah. So as I was watching it, I didn't quite know what to do with it. And it wasn't until the second time I watched it through that I really got a good feel for it. Yeah. You actually made me nervous. Cause you said that you had watched like 30 or so minutes of it before. And you know, that maybe you were doing multiple things, which I think is, you know, part of the problem. I feel like I do that all the time. So I was nervous, like going into it, that it was going to be a movie that I was like, that we weren't going to end up recommending, you know, Um, but from the, from the start, I was actually very much into it. Agreed, which is uh, why I give it an eight. Um, But we were talking about musicals. That's actually our topic for today. Favorite, our favorite musical, singular musical, one from me, one from you. But before we give our favorites, we did get some Twitter feedback. Um, So first of all, we had a tweet from... Nick and Vince's podcast. That's the name of the show. They are from Minnesota. Minnesota. Their pick for their favorite musical was Purple Rain, starring Prince. Uh, uh, you know that 80s movie. You, well, you also know that Prince is from, from Minnesota, right? I, You know, I was trying to make the connection. I think that Purple Rain, you know, like purple because they're Minnesota Viking fans, I'm assuming. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure it's great. I don't know. You know, like I, I've never... So right now, all I'm thinking about is... Uh, so we there is a someone that I'm working with right now who is also from from Minnesota. Uh, so he's he's an intern right now uh, at the company that I work at. He is from Minnesota. He loves Prince. He loves the '80s. So he's a young. He's 20. Oh, then he definitely and loves Purple Rain. He, he yeah, he loves Prince. He oh, loves yeah. the '80s. He loves '80s music more than anything on the planet. Like did you tell him about Sing Street. Of course I did. Okay. And he said that he's going to watch it. So. Um, this all this all fits and i'm just laughing at the idea of like yes that makes sense to me now based on what i know uh because he's like serves as now a proxy for everything minnesota to me great so, uh, so now we have so three Matt. people from minnesota all of which seem to like prince yep uh that's all i need to know yeah i mean there's another there's another response we got on twitter but rodney what's your favorite musical my, before we get to that i think my favorite even though it's just gonna sound contrived because it was last year is la la land i think it was uh one I don't think of movies with music like that feature music as musicals, uh, even though you're, you've or we've already had this conversation and you disagree with me. Um, I'm going to stick by the stricter definition that I have in my mind of musicals. And I think that really leaves La La Land, which to me was a fantastic movie. But your definition is like you don't want. Oh, you're saying. OK, I'm saying like, saying. yeah. And, and I and a, like a I think movie that 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 replaces that replaces dialogue with like to me that's like to me that's a musical like other if you're saying saying like oh the you know there is a band that is featured or even like we did dope which features like oh you know like organic but like not necessarily always organic you know like just randomly they're playing music in the in the movie um but to me again it feels more part of the movie than like all of a sudden a conversation turns into a song 
or, you know, Beauty and the Beast, I guess, would be another example to me. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with La La Land. I get what you're saying. In terms of musicals that replace dialogue with music, which is your strict definition, La La Land takes the kick. I get that. So for me, I'm going to choose 2007's Across the Universe. Um, not that I think it was exceptional, but because I, I did like it a lot and I'm not sure any other time that I would get to talk about it. So it had Evan Rachel Wood and Jim Sturgis. Don't want to spend too much time talking on it, but the the basics of the movie is that it's set in the 60s, which is also a very compelling time of our country's history. And all of the characters and happenings of the movie are based on Beatles songs. So the lyrics of several Beatles songs kind of dictate the story as it follows f- maybe five or six characters, uh, one of which who go, you know, goes to war, one you know, deals with drugs. Like, so it's just kind of the whole 60s scene as mm. told by Beatles songs. So I thought it was really, really interesting. So there's no original music. It's all, it's all Beatles music. Um, but for any avid Beatles fan or someone who does like musicals, it's definitely worth checking out. There is one other Twitter response we got. Old friend of the podcast, uh, former guest, Darren Generally, who joined us to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, one of uh, Rodney's least favorite subjects, one of my favorites. Uh, I think you said least favorite guest. I was no, say, no, that's absolutely was, not he true. He was one of the most kind people I think we've had. But He was the most patient with me until he laughed in my face, which was true. Oh, that was the best. Go back and check out that episode. <laughs> it's called uh, to Inf- uh, Infinity Stones and Beyond. It's the MCU episode with Darren Generally. Anyhow... Uh, So he's from the Geeks Worldwide Network, and his answer to this question was the movie Singing in the Rain. Which is, I saw that one in school. I liked it. Um, It's pretty good. Yeah, I have a kind of an embarrassing story about that one. Uh, The first, I think, maybe one of the first dates that uh, I took my girlfriend on. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Actually, that's that's giving me way too much credit. It wasn't actually a date. We were hanging out with friends, and those friends had to leave, and so it was suddenly then just just my girlfriend and I, who yeah. at the time was not the girlfriend yet. Yep. Uh, we're walking in in downtown Boston, and it was the summertime. And as we're walking towards kind of where the water is, uh, began to hear what sounded like you know music. Yep. And as we got closer, we realized that there was uh, a big inflatable movie screen. And there was an outdoor movie being played, um, just free to the public, which mm-hmm. Boston does a lot of that in the summertime. And the movie was singing in the rain. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I was yeah. already starting to have feelings for this girl. I was like, this is one of the coolest, most, like, Like the big man upstairs romantic. was, yeah. like, like, winking at oh, you. Oh, my gosh. It was great. It was like, you know, the you know, it was the sun had set. It was, like, right on the water. The stars were out. There was this inflatable. And singing in the rain, which is just, like, charming and classic. So now my girlfriend loves movies. And does not like talking during movies. Which I also, the, which makes her a good person, right? I also don't like talking during movies. It's fine. At the time, I didn't know that about her. So, as we're watching the movie, I look over and she looks like she's bored out of her mind. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, dang it, like this is great. This is everything I love. Mm-hmm. But she seems like she wants nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, are you hungry? I wasn't even hungry. She's like, yeah, I could eat. She wasn't hungry either, but she thought I was bored. I thought she was bored. We ended up driving to Wendy's and buying food when neither of us were hungry. I don't think we even ate the food. And I come to find out she did not want to leave there and was thinking like, what's with this dude? I love that it was Wendy's that you went to too, which is fine. I'm not like, I eat, I eat fast food all the time by myself, you know, driving, driving back. I don't from know. You know work, what it was is after, know? after we left there, 
everything was like by the time we got to the car everything was closed it's just like what it like what a stark contrast from the idea of like you're with you're with the girl who you really like and you have the opportunity to be watching like a classic like love story musical your girl your your girlfriend is in a band she's very musical you can watch singing in the rain like near the water in the city and what know, you do I instead is there. you get in a car and you go to wendy's and I, you both don't eat like listen. there's nothing wor- like that see if, if for everyone listening if that doesn't say that he is uh way, way out of his league or whatever like league. you know it makes no sense way at all out of my, well like even the man upstairs after he winked it he put set up a perfect situation for you you yeah. then walked away you probably was like well never mind you know bad, you man. can't he he himself probably said you can't win them all I'd i like, can't i can't do it all chet i'd like to defend myself but i can't all i can say is i'm glad i wasn't put in the friend zone uh speaking of friend zone yeah um there's a movie about that and it's the movie we're avoiding this week Yeah, the movie is Drinking Buddies. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine. Now, the reason we bring this up, we're not just choosing movies at random. I recently researched, like, best movies on Netflix right now, right? And there's a few different websites that will put out lists. And I was scrolling through the lists, and I found... A bunch of movies Rodney and I have already watched. Yep. Some we've done episodes on. Yep. And then I saw a few that I, I know we've seen and we just have both agreed not really worth anybody's time. Yeah. So we're drawing from lists of other people recommending movies to the general public and we're here to say, hold up. Yeah. Don't do it. And I think another thing that we should say is I think one of the key things that we call out is why a movie would not pop out to you as you're scrolling through Netflix and the absurd con- – like the absurd categories that they have one absurd one to just put in your this was something i legitimately saw yesterday was teen bff tv series yeah netflix is that was a category for me for me as like rodney they said like hey rodney i think this you would like really i would like teen bff tv series like no i've never seen one in my life i don't think and so while netflix is impossible to navigate you know we're here to try to give you great ones but we also find it useful to tell you ones that you should just kind of skip on past agree and this one i think though would pop out to you on netflix but you shouldn't you shouldn't take the bait because it has four great actors and actresses uh, actresses which you know jake johnson anna kendrick olivia wilde who is the who is the fourth dang it i was person. i was thinking but it doesn't to, matter you have three, to know the fourth three, one because i don't remember it doesn't matter it's three three people that if you were to see on the cover it would jump out to you and be like, oh, this has got to be worth my time on Netflix. And then you're going to be annoyed because it's like, even the one that seems surefire sucked. Yeah. There's nothing about this movie that would make me recommend it to anyone. No, so flat. we're not spending any time talking about it any more than we need to. Just yeah. to say, it's fine. Like, it's okay. You're, if yeah, you, avoid it. I'm just saying, if you're the type of person who only can watch one movie a week because that's all yeah. the time you have, yeah. don't even try to do this one. It's just not going to be worth it. You're going to like leave feeling like just empty it's not it's just not worth your time so at this point of the episode if you're hearing music playing i'll just say we're not actually signing off there's a little bit left of the episode where we're going to talk about our favorite scenes from the movie but we understand that for some people that can be considered a spoiler so this is your kind of your fair warning Mm -hmm. you know jump ship if you need to if you're convinced you want to see sing street and you don't want us to ruin it for you get out of here yes Uh, get out of here you're not our real friends beat it right um, but I will take the time to say, if you go to downthehallpodcast.com, you can scroll down and recommend a movie for us, which has happened 
kind yeah. of often recently. Yeah. I'm excited to check out Dear Zachary by Movie Rob. Movie Rob. It's not by Movie Rob. It was recommended by Movie That's Rob. That's what I said. Movie Rob is a real person who uh, who interacts with us a lot on Twitter. Um, I mean, but, I guess when your name is Movie Rob, like you're probably obligated to like movies. You know what I mean? Like some he, weight he, with he, you. He's probably annoyed at his parents, but now he just is obligated to really love movies, right? I think that's an accurate assessment of the situation. Uh, also, on our website, you can comment on any of the blog posts that we attach to each of our episodes. And recently, we had a great, great response from John uh, from Beyond the Box Set, which is another podcast. They have a really interesting show where they take classic movies and they make like fun hypothetical sequels to the classic movies and they talk through what those might be so his response we're not going to take the time to read the whole thing here but it was really well thought out it was about uh, our captain fantastic episode and it was centered on the idea of the child actors topic that we had talked through then yeah so we appreciate that john we appreciate your show i thought he had a really good point yeah definitely um we were just reading through it again tonight so if you are someone who wants to contribute to this conversation from this episode, if you think there's a musical worth talking about, um, if you want to talk about Sing Street, uh, let us know what your favorite character was, favorite scene. We'll read those. We'll respond to those. And we appreciate all of them. And if you want to hear us live on uh, Checked Out in Jersey, you can do that on Monday nights at 8 o'clock, uh, where we, we talk with uh, Matt and Pete uh, about our movie recommendation of the week. Um, so their podcast is one where they, they kind of go over a lot of different topics, but we kind of pop in with our movie recommendation. They, they do a recap of what they thought of our one the week before, uh, and then we try and convince them to, to go see the new one. So I think so far, I mean, I, I think you and I were nervous about what Pete was going to think about, about the movie. And he, he talked really more about it, it than we did. Yeah, I think he really liked which it. Was, I feel again, like again Captain Fantastic, which I we feel just like, mentioned. You know, I was, uh, and then we also played the segment where we started to get to know them. And I think I came across as a big old jerk. Yeah, you did. If you want to know what that's all about, uh, we are live with them every Monday night on their Facebook Live yep. uh, show. But then they turned that episode into a podcast, yeah. so you can go Highly right now. Checked out in Jersey. Um, and uh, we are usually right at the very beginning, like within the first 15 minutes, we do about a five to 10 minute long movie segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not a Trumpism. They really have hundreds of episodes. Yikes. I told you not to give details. Yeah, well, you're the one who gave me the details. Now, there aren't, aren't a lot of details to spoil for this one because it's a pretty straightforward movie outside of the fact that, you know, it's not. Chet, do you think that there are some movies that don't have spoilers? No, because, you know, even as we were talking through this one, I, I avoided the fact that his parents had gotten divorced. I avoided the fact that, like, the girl he befriends has her own sort of trauma she's gone through. Mm-hmm. But at this point, someone's either listening because they've already seen the movie, and so we don't need to go through all of that again, or, like, they're interested enough where they're going to watch it no matter what, and we still don't need to go through all of that. Right, yeah. So what I'll say is just this is a good time for us to say our favorite, our favorite maybe characters we already mentioned, our favorite scenes, whatever yeah. it might be. Did you have a favorite scene? I think, I mean, I guess it's the end, you know, it's the end. And the only reason I, I try and think of whether there's a more unique take, but I would say it's the end where, uh, so he's then going with his, his girlfriend to, uh, they're taking a boat to London, uh, which is where, you know, his girlfriend wanted to go because she wanted to be a model. And then, you know, kind of her plans had kind of crashed in on her because the older guy that she was dating who she thought was going to be able to take her there and she probably had like higher expectations or higher beliefs in who he was as a person you know that kind of like came down on its face and she felt really embarrassed about it and so she ends up going with connor um 
to to London. So it's kind of like, you know, her her dreams had kind of crashed and she is a little bit embarrassed, but then and she had not really ever considered dating Connor. Um, and then he is the one who's end up who's kind of going to take her there and they're both going to try and realize their dreams. But they get his brother who was the one that was really pushing the whole thing. And really, he was the one who kind of wishes that he had done this and had kind of motivated it all. And so he asked the brother to kind of drive them to to the boat that they're going to take. And I don't know, it's a great scene. It's a great scene where it the is. brother then it is. Like, like kind of takes them to go. And I think you have this scene too where the brother's walk. I think actually probably singular moment that I love the most is where the brother is in walking back and he's like pumped. So he's pumped, so, yeah. He's so excited well, he's for jazzed his brother. because he, he gets to see his brother take the chances that he never got, that he never did. That he never took, yeah, right? Yeah, he never yeah. took. I'm sorry, not that he never got, but that he was too uh, hesitant to take, yeah, right? Yeah. Now, I, I also want to talk about this scene because it's my favorite scene too. It's almost like the way I view this one, you know, you know, you have like, you have Connor, the main character and this girl as they're taking the boat from this little tiny like three-person boat from Ireland to, to England, um, you have this this scene where it wouldn't surprise me at all if over the next 10 to 15 years, this particular scene as they're, you know, going and the music's playing and there's like water all like splashing down. It wouldn't surprise me at all if this particular scene kind of fits in with, you know, you ever see like montages of just f- like famous movie scenes that yeah. everyone recognizes, even if you haven't seen the right. movies all the way through. I wouldn't be surprised if this this scene would fit in with like, that type of a montage over right. the next 10 or 15 years. Yeah, I think it might fit in. And I think one of the reasons we're recommending it, uh, though, is that the only reason you wouldn't see it is that it's a movie that's kind of gone under the radar. It won't stay that way. I believe it's going to continue to gain notoriety. The only reason we found out about it is because it's it's gaining popularity here. Right. And I'm definitely really glad we watched it. I'm glad I gave it sort of that second chance after having started it in like a in a fashion that I wasn't paying as much attention as I yeah. should have, I think. Distracted viewing is... Uh, is definitely a big thing. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Especially as we're trying to watch as many movies as we're trying to watch yeah, to be able is, to find a good recommendation. It's quite the undertaking. So as we sign off here, just want to remind you, you can follow us on Twitter at down the hall guys. You can email us at down the hall podcast at gmail.com. Or perhaps the most uh, interesting way would be to comment on our posts or recommend a movie for us at down the hall podcast.com. As always, that's Rodney. I'm Chet. Thank you so much for joining us today.